Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello, welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we have, you guys, just an incredible episode for you today. The conversation that you're getting ready to hear is is such an important conversation, right, sweetie? And we have a very special guest. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the most meaningful interviews we've ever done. I mean, and, it will pull you in. Yeah. And, and we're going to have him on again. I mean, we, this is not the end of this interview, but for now it is because we want to have him back. But why don't you tell him about the person we're interviewing? All right, Joshua Broom, uh, Broom with an E at the end, is, uh, is just a... A fascinating guy. Mm-hmm. And so here's his testimony in a nutshell. He spent six years as an adult film actor. He was a porn star. Yeah. Um, he got pulled into that world and spent six years in it and then came out of that world suicidal, which a lot of people in that world uh, just really get, get depressed, discouraged, um, addicted, and mm-hmm. and even suicidal. And he was there. He was at an absolute low point when he left that industry. And through that journey, though, he found faith in Christ. He found an amazing Christian woman, um, got married, has three kids with a fourth on the way, and is now, guys, a pastor. Yeah. And an and inspiration to people all over the world as he shares the good news of Jesus, what Jesus has done in his life. And he shines the spotlight onto the dark world of porn as somebody who's lived in that world. Yeah. And um, man, his testimony is something so powerful. And he's one of the most encouraging and uplifting people Very. I've been around. So you're going to just love him. You're going to be inspired by his story. So without further ado, let's jump into today's interview. Well, friends, like I said in the intro, I am super excited about today's episode. And I know I say that all the time, but I extra mean it this episode because Josh Broom is with us and his testimony is just Absolutely incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. I mean, from porn star to pastor, now like this guy that is influencing people for Jesus all over the world, um, just truly an inspiration. And you guys are going to be so blessed and encouraged by his testimony. Uh, He's uh, he's the father of three, almost four. He's got the fourth (laughs) almost here. Um, My gosh, there's just so much the guy's doing. I, I can't even keep track because... He is an overachiever for Jesus, and I love it. <laughs> but Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, so glad to be here. Excited to be with you guys. Love uh, what you guys are doing. It's so important. Uh, having those difficult and fun, but uh, conversations that people don't always want to have, and it's it's so needed. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And we're excited. Yeah. Well, we like to always start out you know, our podcast by just kind of talking about your backstory, yeah. wherever you want to start it. So if you want to kind of yeah. just give us... 
Give us the backstory. Well, why don't you ask first yeah. the Long question ago. you always ask about <laughs> how, far are we how going they back? met? Because like, cause since he's married. Do you want to start with that and then go back to the backstory? Well, it's what right. it's up to you. How would you like to do it, Josh? I mean, I can I, I can just give you uh, you know a, a five minute uh, you know story yeah 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 about, we'll, we'll... from from uh, then to now. But perfect, perfect. Yeah, so um, so grew up in South Carolina. Um, was born in North Carolina because you know super small town. We like recently got a Taco Bell there, so like that's how small. <laughs> I so, remember like, when that huge. happened right. in my town yeah. in Kentucky. It was like the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So there's like you know, it's self-proclaimed watermelon capital of the world. There's like watermelon pageant parade, all oh, that good fun. stuff. Um, but anyway, I grew up there. Uh, my mom had me when she was 16. Uh, my dad was around, but not in my life or my home. So that was somewhat confusing when I was young and it was frustrating when I got older because he sure. was like right there. So he was never malicious in any way. He was just there, but not in my life. And that was just, you know, confusing to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, especially in a small town. So I would like see him at grocery stores, see him in the drugstore. And um, and then, you know, as he got older, you know, gets married, has kids and like they, they have this, you know, put together life and it has me wondering, you know, why don't I have a dad and why is my dad right there? But not, you know, yeah, with, that, in, in it with so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so super difficult. And, you know, to your point, like super high achiever personality. So I tried to mitigate what I didn't have through works mm-hmm. and, you know, tried to be the the best person on the basketball team, you know, make the grades, get the girls, like do all the things where that achievement, that dopamine hit, it tried to mitigate the wound that I had in my heart. Sure. And that behavior continued into college. Uh, I was passionate about modeling and acting. I started doing that when I was like 13, 14, mm-hmm. had some success, studied theater for a little bit in college, ended up dropping out the second semester of my uh, sophomore year, moved to LA and got an agent, was doing okay. And like mo- pe- most people in LA, you're, you know, as you're chasing your dream, you gotta mitigate your expenses. So mm-hmm. I'm working at a restaurant and in that restaurant, a few girls um, sat down and they invited me into the porn industry. And that was pretty alarming for me because I I had seen it, but never thought about being in it, Mm -hmm. you know, just like miles from anything that I would ever consider doing or thought about doing. But I, I said yes to interviewing with their agent and their agent asked me three questions. He asked me, um, how'd I grow up? Why was I in LA and what did I hope to accomplish? And, you know, if, in retrospect, very manipulative questions, or mm. or or rather, uh, gives a manipulator a lot of ammunition. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And that you know, so grew up just you know, pretty much me and my mom. Uh, I'm out here uh, wanting to act, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I want to be famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and which which says uh, there was some brokenness, and I'm yeah. trying to fill that brokenness with achievement. You know, yeah. and he's like, well, perfect. You know, there's not uh, a lot of good looking guys in porn, and and you know because the porn industry is shifting, they're making these movies with you know scripts, and they're they're parroting movies. So for you, if you have an acting background, it would be advantageous for you, and you'll be the guy, you'll be famous. I'll make you know all all the stuff that I wanted to hear. You'll make the money. You'll do this. You'll do that. Mm-hmm. And for me. While I know that it was not what I wanted to do, I struggled with this belief in myself because I I felt like there was some something inadequate about me. And some of it had to do with a father wound and, and a lot of it had to do with the brokenness in my heart that only Jesus can fill. Yeah, of course. Um, but 
for me, I, I heard this counterfeit version of my dream and I was like, well, maybe, you know, it, it's so crazy to look back on like at 22, I'm like, well, if I haven't made it by now, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm never going to make it. But in, in, in my reality, you know, the people around me that were my same age were further along than I was, even though I was having some success, they were further along than I was. So I believed, well, I'm just not good enough. So maybe this is my chance to to be the guy, to make it, to be famous. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And very quickly, that one decision was catastrophic in my life where within a few weeks, my agent's calling me and saying, hey, um, your name's tied to something inappropriate. And obviously, you know, that violates the, the terms and conditions of our contract. So we can't be associated with your likeness. We can't, you know. Oh, wow. You know, so we have to let you go. We have to, you know, essentially fired me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of blackmailed me from that industry. And then at the same time, you know, if, within a few weeks, my mom's calling me saying, well, your your uncle heard at work that you were doing pornography. Is this true? So just having this humiliated conversation well, yeah. with my mom that really like sacrificed so much for me to be where I am. Cause like, yeah. you know, had me at 16, but you know, I. I was doing acting, I was doing modeling, you know, it's like, I always wanted like new basketball shoes to go to basketball camp, mm-hmm. to go to act, you know, to get comp cars, do all the things I need to do that as a kid, you don't realize like how far those expenses are like from my mom's budget. But my sure. mom like did everything that she could to give me what, not only what I needed, but what I wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. really so sacrificed had, a lot. Yeah. So I, I, I had no clue in that moment, but like when I lost everything, it made me realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of shame involved. And, you know, when you're in that crossroads, you really, you either say, okay, I blew it. You know, uh, I need to kind of pick myself up, dust myself off, and I need to move in a different direction. But what often happens when, when you know, severe trauma happens in your life or you make a massive mistake, mm-hmm. it's much easier to continue doing what you've yeah, always double done. Double down. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's the easy thing. Like, this is who I am now. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, my behavior became my identity. Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier to live your life that way because it doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me... I let my shame and guilt like rule over my life. And I, and that, you know, at perfect timing, this agent calls and it's like, hey, the porn agent calls and it's like, I'd love to, you know, offer you a contract. So that led me into, you know, six years in that industry, did over a thousand films, won tons of awards, made all the money, did everything that he said I would. He was, mm-hmm. he was truthful in that, you know, I would be the guy, I would make it. Um, and a lot of it had to do with just my personality, just um, being, uh, doing normal things in a, in a very chaotic, broken world, just being consistent, knowing people's names, like just, you know, normal things that go a long way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just found myself having a lot of success, but that success, uh, it, it only amplified my anxiety, deepened my yeah, depression. Sure. Um, it, it didn't do what I thought it would. And that led me to a place where I was wanting to take my life. Wow. And then I had this interaction at a bank that, you know, I would, I would love to talk with you guys about, but, you know, pretty much, you know, not, after not hearing my name for a long time, someone called me by name and kind of broke me out of this plausible reality that I had created based on guilt and shame. And I ran home and, you know, uh, after running home, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. 
And then again, like doubled down on the health and fitness industry. So like got every uh, accreditation, uh, training, workshop possible, um, became a pretty successful trainer, started an online uh, training business, um, was doing really well. And, and I, I met this girl and, you know, I thought like, okay, you know, I, I'm finally at a place where like maybe someone won't reject me. So I, you know, actually pursue this girl and, um, you know, super pretty, best athlete in the gym. And I ask her out on a date. Well, actually I walk up to her, so it was a CrossFit gym. So mm -hmm. at the end of the workout, everyone puts their equipment away. And um, I was like, hey, I'll put your stuff away for you. She's like, I can do it myself. I was like, geez, <laughs> I'm in love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then she's like, well, you know, and I asked her out on a date and she, you know, politely said no. And then uh, she's like, well, I'm going to run in the morning. You can meet me at this park if you want. And it's like, I want to do like bench press and power cleans and sprints and push a sled. Like running a 5K is a nightmare. <laughs> but I did it. You know, I was yeah. like, I will do it for a you. A man in love. Yeah. And I, and I show up and um, I'm early. And as I'm waiting on her to get there, there's, you know, I, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or like my mom in my head. Um, but I, I just heard like, don't you lie to that girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't you lie yeah. to that girl. Because um, sometimes withholding the truth from someone is more detrimental than telling a lie to their face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And um, for me, I was like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna man up. I'm just gonna tell her. Yeah. And I am like, hey, uh, before we get started on, on this run, you know, we're still walking. I'm like, hey, I found a little bit of porn. She's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? And I was like, okay, tell the whole truth. Like, you know, I was like wanting to like say yeah. enough to like yeah. relieve the like tension of like what I was feeling like I needed to do, but not actually commit. And I was like, okay, you know, rip, rip off the bandaid, just off. tell her. And I feel like I like blacked out and told her like everything bad I've ever done in my life. You know, yeah. <laughs> like back to childhood, I'm like, kick my brother. Like, right. in yeah. Hand. In fourth like, grade, like, I did yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, afterwards she was like, you know, pretty taken back by everything yeah, I had yeah, said, yeah. Um, you know, and after processing for a minute, she kind of like her expression kind of changed and she looked at me and said, I want you to know that a person is not defined by the worst thing they've ever done. Yeah. Wow. And a person is also not defined by the greatest thing they'll ever do. Yeah. God defines who a person is. He's the author of life. Mm -hmm. He gets to make that decision, not you. Do you know who God is? I was like, wow. And then for me, uh, you know, I lived my entire life. Um, I, I call it the first date mask, where I don't know who I am, but I, I I'm good at figuring out what you who want. you want me to be, right. and I'm right. going to be yes. that mm -hmm. because I just want you to like me. I don't know who I am. I don't know anything about myself. I just want to become a chameleon in that. I want to become whatever is going to be, you know, appealing to you. Sure. So um, I, I, you know, try to regurgitate some things that I had heard. And uh, she was like, okay, well, what's your relationship with Jesus like? Are you plugged in into a church anywhere? You know, like who, who do you do life with? I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. None what? of that makes any yeah, sense. I was, like, I, I was like, if that is what you're talking about, you know, busted, you know, mm -hmm. maybe not. And she's like, well, uh, I've been following Jesus since I was in seventh grade. My entire family's Christian and I'm not perfect by any means, but my relationship with Jesus is the foundation of how I live my life. So do you like tacos? I was like, what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute, you know, hold on. Uh, what? 
and you know she just started asking me questions like what kind of food do you like you know what what are some of your hopes and dreams and honestly i didn't have any you know i i didn't have the ability to hope or dream because i felt like i didn't have a future wow. like even though uh the the honestly like the the suicidal ideation like it didn't go away mm. but uh like when like the day that i was going to do it was on my last day in la when i when i quit the porn industry like i had a plan i i was going to do it and um, I had this interaction with this person that kind of broke the shell of the numbness and mm -hmm. ran home. Um, and then she's just asking me these questions. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the answer, but I can't believe that I believe that if anyone actually knew me, they wouldn't be interested in me. So I thought that I would have to lie. Right. And then I told someone the truth and they were interested in me. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know? Um, and so we we have a conversation, leave, text like maniacs. I know I'm far over five minutes at this point, but um, no, this is gold. We yeah. uh, we we text like maniacs for a week, and then she invites me to church, and then I get to church, and when I get there, um, there's this like giant wooden sign, and it says, uh, "We want to love people where they are, and encourage them to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ." And I was like. Jesus sounds awesome, mm -hmm. but if you knew anything about me, there's no chance that you would want me here. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no way. And I walk in and, you know, from, from a, like a theater guy, like the aesthetics were great. Like the music was great. Sound was great. All this good, all this good stuff. And, um, the preacher gets up on stage and the little experience I had was uh, like a very small independent Southern Baptist church where if you had a wrinkle in your shirt, you're going to hell, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this guy gets up in t-shirt jeans and boots and he sounds like my grandpa and he starts talking about his relationship with Jesus and how it mm -hmm. transformed his life. Yeah. And um, he starts telling the story about Jonathan and David and how when um, David um, took over as king and Jonathan died, historically, the previous kingdom was wiped out because they didn't want the previous kingdom to think that they had access to the new kingdom. So everyone was killed historically. Um, but David was different. And he actually asked, uh, this is from First Samuel, but he asked if um, anyone was, rema was remaining yeah. in, in his family. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, Mephibosheth. So right. they go and he sends a guard to find Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth mm -hmm. knew history. So he thought, I'm, I'm going to get killed, gonna kill you know? Yeah. And instead of extending a spear, his guard extended a hand and brought him into David's kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, David gives him a seat in his kingdom, even restores his land. And then he pivots. He's like, well, you know what? Uh, Romans 3.23 says that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then Romans 6.23 says, well, the wages of that sin is death. Mm -hmm. So while Mephibosheth thought he deserved death because of his history, guess what? Because of everyone's history, everyone is in the same place and we're all deserving of death. Mm -hmm. But God, you know, but yeah, God so sent Jesus into right. this world, fully God, fully man, lived a perfect life and died on the cross, not because you deserved it, not because you were special, not because you were good, but with joy set before him, he went to the cross. He loved you that much, and that's why he died. So if you put your faith in him, that is the only way that you're reconciled to God. Not because you're good enough, because we're all broken, and right. we're all in need for that. And that changed my perspective, because what it challenged was how like, I thought I was too bad. In addition, it, the Father's love. I saw the father through the lens of my brokenness with my relationship right. with the father, but I realized that there was actually a father waiting for me with open arms. Wow. That mm -hmm. is 
the best i mean that's the best <laughs> news of all that's the gospel yeah and you were living you were living that gospel truth and now sharing it with so many others i mean you're a preacher now i yeah. mean you are <laughs> you are reaching people and i want to talk about that but but first just to go back for just a minute cuz i mean so many people that listen to this podcast uh, myself included have had you know a, a background where they they struggle with pornography or yeah. maybe they're even in this kind of worldly mindset where it's like you know it's it, there's nothing wrong with it it's just entertainment but i love how you talk about just just very practically the dark side of the sure. industry and the people you knew in it and befriended in it that yeah. ended up you know dying by suicide or overdose and just yeah. how that the industry is it's designed to just just stamp out people's souls i mean yeah. it really is dehumanizing yeah. and um the way that you talk about that really sheds light it bursts through the the kind of glamorous facade and says this is what's this was really going on inside the hearts and minds of the people that sure. are participating. So right. give us just a little sneak peek of, of what that is like. Yeah. I mean, to, to your point, what you just made. So, um, you know, I've been out of the industry for about 11 years and, and in, in that 11 years, 30 people that I knew who were in the industry have died either of, you know, self-harm, suicide or overdose. Wow. wow. And, it's tragic. Um, yeah, 30 people. So uh, you, you think, um, the world of pornography through the lens of like OnlyFans and things like that, um, where it's so saturated. But in this market, so the, the the world of pornography, when I say like people who had careers significantly smaller, like we're talking about, you know, 500 or less. Mm -hmm. So when you say 500 or less and 30 of those people have died over in, su yeah, uh, in a suicide decade. in a decade, that number is tremendous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's all the same story where the, the you know, someone, uh, you know, a girl comes into the agent, uh, to the agent, um, they start their career. And when they start their career, they say, I, okay, I, I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. They call it a no list. Mm -hmm. And um, while the person becomes, you know, if they have a career, they become famous or, or, or well-known or whatever, you know, their, their career takes this trajectory. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, you know, that there's there's no allure around this person because it's that that dopamine hit from seeing something you haven't seen. And now this person has been seen, but they haven't been seen doing X, Y and Z. So the no list. So the agent goes to a studio and saying, hey, how much would you pay if this person did this? And they're like 50,000. Oh, and then the agent goes back to this this young girl and saying, hey, I know your career is, you know, not going the way that you hoped or it has been, but out of nowhere, this studio has offered $50,000 if you just do this thing. And I know you said you didn't want to do it, but if you do it, then you'll be relevant again. And then your career will, yeah. you know, start to take off and then they do it. And then once they do it, it becomes monotonous because it's it's just another thing they've done. And now they start yeah. doing this thing with regularity that they wouldn't do. And once all those things are gone, the phone stops ringing and they've had everyone around them telling them, this is who you are. This is your worth. You'll, you'll never have a husband. You'll never, you know, like if this is, this stuff's going to be on the internet forever. There's no life mm -hmm. after this. And if their worth is tied to the phone ringing so they can sell themselves for sex and no one's calling, if there's nowhere for me to go and no light at the end of the tunnel, what else would I do? So they often they start medicating to pain with drugs or they just, Take their, take their life. It's just so sad. Yeah. And it, so what's sad. so sad and, and, and so evil um, is the porn industry, 
every single time something like this happens, if it's someone that had some kind of notoriety, they die in tribute to them. They make this like best of tape, mm-hmm. you know, that they, this, you know, accumulation of different just profit stuff. On that, just well, yeah. exploit the death. Yeah, and... yeah they, they take this suicide, the, the very thing that led them to take their lives, they monetize. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com naked. That's rocketmoney.com N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. And they do it over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, like when, you know, they, they did the same thing to me. It's like they there were like all these stories about like why I quit and all this stuff. And, you know, like, you know, poke and prod like when I first like came to Christ. And um, it's it's a sad, dark industry. And in a real way, you know, average age of exposure, it was 11. It's starting to, to drop as low as eight years old, um, wow. you know, average. And, and then like. 84% of the kids that are seeing pornography for the first time, it, it's incidental exposure. Right. Um, yeah. So it's either someone showed it to them or they were, you know, just navigating through the Internet and they came across something mm-hmm. that they didn't expect to see. And then curiosity took over. Um, but, you know, just like what that does to kids and just the reality of like what's on there. Like it it takes aspects of identity and it manipulates people with those aspects, you know, like um, and just the evil that's on there. Like mm-hmm. the one of the most popular niches of pornography is teen porn, but it's not teen porn. Right. It's girls dressed in pigtails and stockings and, and what 
teenager have you ever seen doing that? They're depicting children right. yeah. and they're advocating yeah. it as something else. So it's an it's an evil industry that's really ruining lives. Fifty six percent of marriages that that end in divorce have some aspect of pornography tied to it. Um, you know, you, you you see it. It's rampant in the church. It's rampant. Um, you know, it's it's contributing to rape culture. It's contributing. Yeah. It's, it's you know contributing to sex trafficking. So on and so on and so on. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like you need to know um, this is detrimental to your heart, mind, and soul, right. and it's detrimental to the world around you. So yeah. if you can yeah. come to a place where it's like I I believe it's evil, um, right. and it's hurting me and hurting the people that I love, it's harder to justify it. Right. Yeah. It's easier yeah. to justify it to what your point is earlier. It's like, what? It's not a big deal. Right. And so every talk that I give, generally I lead off with, do you believe each and every person is deserving of human dignity? Mm -hmm. So if the answer is yes, I've never heard anyone say no. Uh, if the answer is yes, you're robbing yourself and the person on the screen mm -hmm. when you watch pornography. Because, That's so good, yeah. Because, I mean, when, when you think about consent, like, well, the, the person that took their life because of, of that content being on there and they couldn't do anything about it, do you think that they would give consent? You know, no. Would I give consent for someone watching that of, of me? No. Um, you know, you, you have a, a highlight reel of people's worst decisions online yeah. and, and you're taking pleasure from them. And at the same time, there's organizations like, you know, MindGeek owns a large majority of all the porn sites. So they're a large company based out of Canada and they work with um, Traffic Junkie. Mm -hmm. So they're like you look at pornography, your identity is being sold to Traffic Junkie. And then, you know, which is like Facebook, Google. And then you go onto Facebook and you see an ad for something strange. It's like it's not a coincidence. Yeah. It, yeah. It's because you've been looking at this in your identity. It, you know, th right. there's there's a digital footprint of you and they're tying it back to that because your identity, your information has been sold. And then the way that it makes money is the same way that, you know, people monetize on YouTube like por like porn. It was was the the you know, the the front. Uh, you know, it was the first person like in the digital space to start monetizing content through viewership. So the whole like monetization model came from them. And all the like a lot of the stuff they do, like running ads and all that stuff, that all came from porn. They were doing that first. So, uh, you know, you're, you're making money off of your eyes. So who's the product? The, the viewer mm -hmm. in, in, in a very real way, you're contributing to all the evil things that come along with yeah, watching that's, pornography. That's 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 so sobering. Yeah. And I, and I hope for everybody listening and watching right now, um, you'll take that to heart, especially if you bought into that kind of cultural lie yeah. that. You know, porn's fine, it's harmless, it's entertainment, like it is toxic, nothing good, nothing yeah. good comes from it, both for the consumer and the, the participants. And mm -hmm. and Josh, I'm just so thankful you were able to 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 break free and yeah. find Jesus. And then to kind of fast forward to some, from the darkness to the light to some really, really happy stuff. Like yeah. everything God's doing in your life right now is yeah. just incredible. And yeah. I mean, I just uh, smile and cheer you on when I see yeah. the doors God's opening and um, your ministry growing, your family growing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to so paint a picture now of just how life is now. And yeah. I think it's going to yeah. give so much hope to folks who are listening to feel like I've blown it. Yeah. God can't do anything yeah. with my life because of this. You know, I've, I've made this mistake or that mistake and this is all I'm ever going to be. And and you're you're living the gospel. You know, yeah. you're living that we're a new creation in Christ. Yeah. So tell us about life today. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to, I think 
I, I wouldn't be best served if I, if I didn't back up a second and just sure. say this. Yeah. Um, it, for, for the person watching that might be struggling with pornography, um, we're, we're not here to shame you. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And if you're following Jesus, guess what? You know, Romans 8, 1 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes. But yes. conviction is from the Lord. That's mm-hmm. right. And, and navigating through those things are so important. So, gosh, like I, I want to love you enough to tell you the truth. Right. Yes. Um, because when you understand what is true, then you have to confront it. And then the Holy Spirit's going to prompt you to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like shame so and guilt keep people stuck where they are. Yeah, it's, it's true. And then, yeah. But truth, right. truth sets you free. Um, but yeah, so just uh, regarding like some of the stuff that's going on in my life now, it's like, you know, on, on the back end of that, that person that I took that walk with, uh, we got married, you know, yeah. so that's my wife. Her name's Hope. And uh, we've got three boys, uh, another child on the way in in January, and uh, just been this really fun journey. So, like as as quickly as uh, my life turned around, uh, it was a, really a product of of you know me doing uh, you know if again like when you start following Jesus, like a hundred percent, you know that like Galatians like five twenty two twenty three like talking about the fruit of the spirit, but like there's things that get unlocked in you. Um, but in a lot of ways, like you are still the same person. So some of the things that you're passionate about, good at, if you can redirect those things, sure. like my, you know, high achiever personality and all that stuff, it's like I, I pointed that in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so I, I went to a church uh, three days after I gave my life to Christ. I was like, hey, uh, put me in, coach. I was like, right. what do I what do? I do? And uh, started uh, getting mentored by, the, by, by this guy, uh, Andrew Yates. Um, he actually is over discipleship at DTS now. Um, it's funny because he was in Raleigh, North Carolina. He, he went to DTS, moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, met me, and then uh, as about a year ago, moved back to Dallas, and he's at DTS um, over overseeing discipleship there. But um, he, you know, spent years with me, uh, just sit sitting down like we were supposed to spend thirty minutes together. Uh, just like here's basic, you know, how how to read the Bible, like observation, interpretation, application. Like here's what you need to know, That's and right. from from a context standpoint, like this is how you read the Bible. I just fell in love with it and just like was relentless. I'm like, I'm going to, I just like, I'm just going to show up at your office until you tell me to go away. And uh, we ended up like creating this, like, you know, this, this intern program that didn't exist, but it's like, we're just going to, you know, take everything you did over the last few years and just kind of, you know, make it into something. But uh, I spent a long time with him, then ended up going to Liberty, studying biblical theology. And I just really fell in love with the Bible and, and, and with my relationship with Jesus growing and, and my knowledge of what was true growing, like those things like really changed me and just who I am. It's like, I want to give away whatever is impacting my right. life. Like if it, you know, butter, I, I always like compare it to like my, my grandma's like buttermilk biscuits. It's like, man, you got to try this. You got to get some of this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and that's how I feel about the gospel. It's like, so God's opened up. You know everything from you know being live on Fox or you know just 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 in places where I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? But like, man, uh, if you ask me what, how did I change my life? I'm going to share. Uh, well, Jesus died on the cross and He paid the debt for my sin. And when I understood who He was and what He did, it changed how I saw myself. Man, I love it. And yeah. and that it's joy amazing. you got is contagious. <laughs> you know, it that, is. That, it really is. I love it. It is. It's like with the enemy, you know wanted to destroy you with God is using for good and not only for you, but for the world, you know, 
and all those gifts that he gave you, yeah. like you said, it, it's turning those things around. Yeah. And it's just so awesome. I, yeah. I'd love for you to just share. I know you have a book coming out soon. Yeah. And just where people can kind of find Absolutely, you on social yeah. media and things. Yeah. So my social media across the board is I am Joshua Broom. Perfect. Um, yeah. My website is joshuabroom.me. With an E at the um, end of Broom. With an E. That's yes. right. So it, it is like a cleaning apparatus, but with the with E, an e. Yeah. on the end. Um, and uh, yeah, so like my, my book and just my message in general is... Um, regardless of what you've done or what's happened to you, um, if you have an encounter with Jesus, it will change you. Mm -hmm. And but guess what? Like that's the starting point. Like you see um, Jesus being baptized, Holy Spirit descends upon him. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that, that's game time. You know, it's like when you have this interacting with Jesus. Okay, now uh, the life that you thought uh, was unattainable. You know, regardless of what happened to you, what you did, um, the cross supersedes anything that you ever could think that would mm -hmm. disqualify you from the hopes and the passions and the dreams that you have right. because you know Ephesians 3.20 is real. Like he mm -hmm. wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever hope or imagine. Right. And what he will do, he'll change your heart where like the dreams that died mm -hmm. because of what happened to you or what you did or what you believed was true. Um, God wants to do a new thing. Yes. Man. Yes. Yeah. Thank God for that, Amazing. man. You're, yeah. That's, that is the gospel. It's the best news of all. And friends, you're listening to this, watching this. Just take that to heart. Jesus has a plan for you. He 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 has so many good things in store for you. And so give him your life. Give him your heart the way Josh has, the way he has described. And and God's got good things in store. And do us another favor and share this. I promise yes. you people will be encouraged by this. So text this to somebody. Put, put this on social media. Say you guys need to listen to this one or you need to watch this one. Mm -hmm. um, help spread the word about the story that God has written in Joshua's life and is continuing to write. And follow, follow Josh on social. Um, check out his new book. I promise you're going to be uh, you're going to be encouraged yeah. by by all that he's doing. Man, thank you for being here. Thank you're you an so inspiration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate being with you guys, and uh, maybe we'll have to do it again. Yeah, yes. we'd love it. Yeah. Love yes. it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>